Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The race for president hasn't really started. No one's really thinking that way yet. Remember, we're just coming out of November of 22, and you and I are in this world. We're talking about it all the time. But the average American, they're just dealing with inflation. They're dealing with how high housing prices, record debt and, and uh, at the household level. So people aren't really thinking there yet. And look, my message to president, about President Trump is we thank you for your service. Great, but we're moving on. Americans are not in the mode of just settling. Right. We're never going to say that the next the best opportunity for tomorrow's leadership is yesterday's leadership. We want the next generation. We want the next big idea. We want the next piece of technology. And so it is in the American spirit to say we're going after the next thing and the next individual to lead our party and to lead this country. So that is the governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, who some people think should be a, a presidential candidate. Uh, it wouldn't bother me if, if he ran. Um, but the idea that people like Alyssa Farah. Uh, from The View put out there that that's a real conservative and somehow Ron DeSantis isn't, is as ignorant and laughable and pathetic a position as there is. And in my kingdom, to be a guest on The View one time to be able to say that, just to watch the shocked faces. Oh, but since I know what I'm going to see, I guess I don't actually need the thing. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you, but this new generation talk... People are going to work to leave Trump in the rear view. Not everybody's going to do that, mind you. Not everybody's going to leave Trump in the rear view. That's be crazy. The question is, if America picks another nominee, will those Trump people vote for that other nominee? Will they sink an election? That's the question. We'll deal with that then. We don't have to deal with it right now. They heard the Gonzalez case regarding Google and Section 230 yesterday on the Supreme Court. The case is about terrorism, actually. Gonzalez versus Google is the idea that ISIS was able to post videos to YouTube. That, you would argue, is something that could be Protected. Section 230 makes YouTube not responsible for when something like that happens, even though YouTube will tell you they work to take down that kind of material. But the algorithm of Google shared it with people. So is the algorithm protected by Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which says that the platforms are not liable for what gets posted on their platform? Because in this case, it's not about the posting of the content, it's about how the content got shared. It's a very interesting wrinkle. The question, of course, is how are these justices going to handle a case like this? And as has been described by those who really watch the court, the Supreme Court is very, very hesitant. That's what they got from the day of questioning yesterday. Now, there's another case that's going to go on today, uh, Twitter versus Tamina, 
Uh, T-A-A-M-N-E-H. Or ta- is it Tamna or Tamna? Uh, which is about the same kind of question about the posting of content and the sharing of content. They seem very, very leery as described by uh, Amy Howe over at the SCOTUS blog of a broad ruling. The translation is the Communications Decency Act is an act of Congress. Now you're asking the Supreme Court to go in and state that the act meant this and not that. Well, that is part of their job. But in doing so, they could be eradicating the act in toto. They could be eradicating this whole section, this section 230. While there may be something of specific interest, it may not mean or warrant the removal of the section outright. And they understand the ramifications of if they do X, then Y happens, and it opens up a whole new world. So first they have a fear about the overreach, and then they have a fear about the result. On the second part, I'm willing to accept the fact that they have this fear. Not on the first part. If you believe that any piece of legislation is an overreach, I would assume, if we think that Marbury versus Madison matters, that this is your job, people. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that you're worried uh, about them being upset that you think they're involved in an overreach. By the way, Marbury versus Madison is the is the case that really sets out the idea that the Supreme Court does what it does. And there are people with much better legal minds than mine who will tell you how this in and of itself is a problem because it created the idea of the court as a co-equal branch, and it really isn't, which is a fascinating conversation. And for the other courts, one that I I, uh, ascribe to. Some district court in the middle of Texas where a judge decides that the president can't do this or this group can't do that, no. No, no, no. You, you, that, that's not the same as the Supreme Court. The only court prescribed uh, in the Constitution. Every other court exists at the whim of Congress and therefore can be taken away at the whim of Congress, and I would be a guy taken away from courts. But the idea that they're a little concerned about making a change here on Section 230, that I understand. And it has to do with something that we discuss very often. When you see uh, Alphabet, which owns Google, or Meta, which owns Facebook, I don't know why they changed the names, but whatever. Twitter, the, these, these tech groups going in front of Congress and going in front of these committees. We all understand that the committees have absolutely no idea what these, these people do. Do you think the committees really understand the depth and breadth of Amazon's reach in all of our lives just on server space alone? The answer is, of course not. No way, no chance. And when you hear them talk, it's very obvious that they got some kind of briefing memo from their staffers, they don't quite know how to read the questions, and they look the fool. No real time is spent in study and investigation. The court, not being politicos, may be saying to themselves, guys, We have no idea what we're dealing with here. We don't understand the beast. And it may be our job, the right, proper thing to do, even if we agree with X or Y, is to kick it back to the people and let them make the call. 
At one moment, one of the lawyers in uh, this this case, um, Eric Schnapper, S-C-H-N-A-P-P-E-R, um, the counsel for the petitioner, meaning the people who are who are uh, bringing the suit. At one moment, uh, Justice Samuel Alito described a the Schnapper Schnapper is trying to draw the distinction. Uh, between YouTube's own speech and that of a third party, right? What can YouTube say? What can a third party say? And Alito described himself as completely confused by the distinction that counsel was trying to make. Oh, okay. I mean, that's just part of the conversation. There's a real hesitation, a real uh, fear here. Congress is the group that has to move on this. I agree with that. Do I think that SCOTUS is going to make a decision? I don't know if they've decided yet. Certainly from the experts, I don't get that. Today's hearing may bring them some clarity, actually, in how they want to move forward, considering they have the benefit of everything they heard yesterday. Because there's another hearing today, that different case, Twitter versus Temna. So... We will watch and we will follow. Why does it matter? Because one way or another, it's going to be used to silence people. If Section 230 is is changed, more people will be silenced. I assume people who say things like I do. Uh, if, If it is not changed, these tech companies will say, we have to do better, and they will move to silence people. One way or another, I don't like what the future is when it comes to free speech in the world of social media. I think these companies will use this as an opportunity to engage more silencing and more censorship, regardless of the decision. I could be wrong, but that is certainly the way, certainly the way it's, it's playing out.